0: Hello and welcome back to CNFT Dive. Today's episode, Omri and I invited a special guest to talk about why two projects have been holding strong in a depressed CNFT market. These two projects are Zombie Trains and Yummy Universe. Today's guest is Corian Boy, who is perhaps best known by the viral threads that he wrote in recent weeks about Zombie Chains and Yummy Universe, and these have been popping up in everyone's Twitter feed.
1: Thank you very much, gentlemen. I really appreciate being on your show. And first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me because I think what you guys are doing with the podcast is fantastic. And it's great to have a medium via which to help educate people, not only new entrants in the CNFT place, but also existing holders as well. And we need more of these types of podcasts. I think it's great what you guys are doing. And I feel very privileged to be here. In case anyone's actually, you know, wondering, one of the most uh, popular questions I had post some of the threads I've done recently is, you know, how do I pronounce my name and, and what is it actually mean the Korean boy? Um, and it's actually I'm half Scottish, half Korean uh, and mixed together comes the Korean boy. So that's that's basically where
0: it comes from. Should anyone be, uh, be interested? We talked about it in one of our previous episodes, we feel that currently the Cardano NFT space, and also if we want to project into other blockchains as well, are in a bear market. We see this by the new mints going below uh, the minting price often, but there are some projects that still hold strong, and we want to focus on two, two of those that you mentioned specifically, Zombie Chains and Yummy Universe. So I want to ask you in general, like, what are these projects doing right? And why do you think that these are correct decisions to make, given where you see the space is going?
1: Absolutely. I I mean, there's a lot to unpack in those questions. I think the best way, first of all, is just to take it one project at a time. But, you know, if you're going to ask me what if I had to choose one project between the two, for me, I would actually choose Yummy. Mm -hmm. And a reason for that, and I think one of the key things for me, that's always attracted me to Yummy and what attracts me to NFTs in general, is that I'm a, I'm a big art lover, and the first time I remember seeing Yummy, I, I, I remember feeling a very special connection to seeing one of the Narrows. Like, if I was going to ask you, you guys are big Yummy Universe fans as well, right? Yeah, yeah of course. course. Yeah, and, and if mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, what, what was the thing, and, and this is what I always do when I, when I explain it to people, what was the thing, you know, if you were going to try to describe in a few words what attracts you to Yummy versus say something like a Space Buds or a Pavia or a Clay Nation? You know, what, what, what was the feeling or, you know, or that you felt when you saw it?
2: One of the, for me, what's special about the Yummies is the fight it's like its own character. You know, there are so many different attributes for the Yummies. I think there have literally hundreds. And so the fact that it's like its own character with a few uh, combinations of the attributes kind of makes it very unique. And you can really feel like your NFT, your NARU is is special in a way. And I think that obviously it is very different from other projects who kind of just have, you know, for example, like zombie chains, which is just a zombie with this, this uh, set of uh, attributes. But with the NAR, because it's like its own character and it's very, obviously it's fictional, it kind of makes it more special.
1: Certainly a lot of NFTs do have their own specific attributes, for instance, like clay nation or, you know, Vegemates, etc. et cetera, just stuff like that. You know, people can always come back and say, you know, even space buds, et cetera, all of them have their own individual attributes. But the thing that really sells yummy to me and why, to answer your first question, why I think it's going to continue to do well as a project, even though volume recently has slowed down, is the fact that I think the art connects with such a wide variety of people. The total addressable market for narrow is so much bigger than something like, say, a DJ and crypto club or a... Goat tribe or something, or an unsigned algorithm, for instance. I remember I, w- I went up to see my grandparents recently. We had a couple of kids that were running around, and I asked mm-hmm. them, Hey guys, here's all the k- cardan. these. Oh, here are all these pictures. Which ones do you guys actually like the most? And I showed them all the different ones. So I showed them some of the ones with the zombie chains. People thought, Ah, oh, no, I can't get that. I don't like, you know, an axe in mm-hmm. someone's head. And then I showed them Naru, you know, and, and people were just like, those are cute and i showed them to the slightly older generation as well and they also had a similar level of feedback and one of the things i've learned from growing up in asia my entire life whether you're a child or whether you're an adult is that cute sells and this is such a powerful piece of branding you know cute always manages to sell it sells i think more than you know uh, any other emotion that can be created let's say for instance sexy But the key thing that they really make me feel, and this is why I think, again, it's really important to emphasize, is that the whole point of NARU is that they're meant to make you feel happy. And when you look at NARU or Yummy Universe, I just get such a strong level of feeling that I don't on any other NFT. And interestingly, guys, if you were gonna take away one snippet or piece of information from this entire podcast, it would be the fact that when I did that thread, the level of feedback that I was getting on Twitter, Discord, whatever, from loads of people was the fact that people identified with the point I made on feeling and emotion the most.
2: No, I I, I agree with you completely. I think it's it's very interesting. Obviously, when you look at art, uh, whether or not you enjoy the art is very subjective, right? Yes. You can think one piece is super amazing, and I would I would not like it. But if you mentioned the fact that with NARS, because it's a cute character and cute cells, they've kind of managed to create almost like an objective overview. And
1: that for me ultimately leads me to my next point, which goes to back to answer your question about why this is going to succeed, is that having a piece of art or having a project like that allows you to effectively build it out almost like a lifestyle or similar to like almost as a brand, very similar to what Bored Apes have done on the Ethereum blockchain. You know, for instance, when people have a Bored Ape, they feel such a huge sense of, you know, when you talk about buzzwords, they feel pride, they feel excitement, they feel flex, etc. Yeah, they feel, you know, exa- exactly. You know, they, they want to wear the merch, they want to show off, etc. Mm-hmm. Et they want to put it on their cars. You know, no, there's very few NFTs that create, have the ability to create that type of lifestyle or brand, and I think Yummy are actually in a very strong position to be able to do that. Why? Because they've got many different avenues of, of their roadmap that are starting to bring that to life. Like, let's have a look at them. For me, one of the key, they've got figurines, they've got NFT trading cards, which they're trying to build, bring through, you know, I was speaking to the, uh, one of the creators, David, recently, and he was talking about, he's been such a big Pokemon fan ever since he was younger. And, you know, they ultimately want to see themselves as the next Pokemon, if that's possible, you know. And I think it's a huge vision, but I do think it's not without the realms of impossibility because of the use of blockchain technology, which wasn't available to people previously during when Pokemon was starting its rise in terms of popularity.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with everything you said. And I I also believe that Yummies have two main selling points. One is that, as you said, they have universal appeal so old people even people that don't really know about the nft space are interested in it because it's cute and if i can compare it to someone in the hip hop scene or in the music scene i think yummies are kind of like drake as in like they have universal universal appeal um, yes drake can sell records to anyone in the world basically and they can pivot really easily as well because drake sometimes does the slow rap sometimes does the the hardcore app so it's very easy for them to pivot as well yeah and the other thing that you mentioned as well is adoption so this these two points are connected just like with meme coins, uh this is a gateway into the nft space so for a lot of people yummies could be the first nft they buy in the cnft space or in just the nft space in general
1: you know you're making the comparison with drake that's actually what i thought spoopy did really well because they actually took a completely different side to the narrow, you know, and, and, and linked it in very nicely with the Halloween theme from going from cute to cute, but slightly scary. Uh, and one of the big talking points on the discord chat, you know, certainly one of the biggest questions, and this actually goes back to, you know, the, the, the floor price about NARU and, uh, I'm sorry, of, of yummy, why it's felt a little bit capped and why it's sort of maybe been struggling a little bit to rally. Has been the fact that you obviously had a big increase of supply come by the spoopies, right you had ten thousand that came with, with the Halloween drop um, and subsequently people that had been buying yummy in order to in order to get, be uh, eligible for one spoopy ended up then rotating or selling and that' just kept the supply a little bit uh, sorry kept the price a little bit low but one really cool thing that they're talking about in yummy is about being able to um, if you hold a yummy. Coming, uh, sorry, a, a spoopy coming up into the next seasonal event. So say, for instance, Valentine's Day, every spoopy that you hold will effectively turn into a new type of character, if that makes sense.
0: And that's a really new development as well. Mm-hmm. I think they're yeah. still considering it at this stage, but I think it would do wonders for the floor prices for the spoopies. Yeah, but
1: it's a really cool idea or a really unique idea about how to limit the supply but still keeping the interest there by creating effectively new art. And, you know, one of the things I've really enjoyed, and I think it doesn't get enough airtime at all, is this amazing collaboration they've got with Animates. Have you seen the Animate bits? Yeah, those
2: are Man, so how, sick. Man, how,
1: how cool are those, right? Yeah, because...
2: I think they're so sick.
1: Yeah, you know, they because they, that for me has been a new frontier in terms of you've got a 2D image, which you're now then p- being able to pixelate, which we obviously know is really popular by crypto punks, so into a medium that people already understand. But then mm. with that animated action behind it, you know, which is completely at the creator's discretion. And dude, I tell you, I've had so many of these. It's been so addictive because I send off for one. And it just comes back and I don't want to see another one. I want to see what they're coming up with. Um, and I just think it brings your narrative to life in a, in a way that's really, really uh, exciting. And it, it is something for me that's been very, very you know, interesting.
0: Just to continue your point, I think this derivative market is going to, I think it's going to boom once projects are going to start giving more clarity on who actually owns the IP to the to the asset.
1: Can I just say one one final bit about the Yummy universe without going too too, too good is the fact that if you actually look and why I think there's still big upside for the price is the fact that the distribution with whales is still very, very small. And that's something you need to bear in mind. For instance, if you look at the top 15 holders of Yummy wallets, it's only about 6.7, roughly 7% of the entire 10,000 supply. So what that shows me is that you've got a very wide Um, set of wallets. It's about 5,300, I think, roughly. But that, over time, will hopefully consolidate as people gain more conviction. And that's what you want to see. You don't want to see a project which has a very, very top end of the pyramid very quickly. Because if everything gets too concentrated too fast, then there's not enough supply to recycle. And then there's not enough left for people at the bottom to get Uh, to end up sweeping up so I think they have a good distribution at the moment that's hopefully going to allow for some price appreciation and that's actually something similar that Zombie also has if you want to sort of lead on to that.
0: Yeah for sure so with Yummies I think the main selling point is the universal appeal but you also wrote a thread about another project that you really like which is Zombie Chains. Yes. What are the strong points of that project and how is it different from Yummies in your personal opinion?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think, you know, Zombie Chains is a very, it's very hard to compare Zombie Chains and Yummy, but, you know, I don't think I have been excited about a project as much as uh, Yummy until I'd seen Zombie Chains. Um, And the first thing, you know, I really think, and if I was going to sell it to you in 30 seconds, the key that really stands out to me, again, is the quality of the art that's coming through. Because, you know, We've been waiting for this sort of, you know, yummy plays on the cuteness, etc. that I get, which we've explained, but the zombie chains, I think, is very interesting because we've been waiting for sort of a board eight yacht club style of art or a very high quality of art, which mm-hmm. includes a lot of different features. For instance, very intricate detail, very complex layering of attributes, colors, you know, features, et there when you blow up, you can look at it and really have an immersive experience looking through and into the art. Um, you know, I'm not sure if you've ever pulled up like a bored ape and just really looked and appreciated at all the different features, mm-hmm. you know, from the moustaches to, you know, the hair, et cetera. And yes, zombie chains.
0: I have done that oftentimes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. hundred percent you do. And Zombie Chains is I haven't seen it until I've seen this level of art. And you know, the artist Brian Allen, who kindly liked my thread, you know, he's one of the most you know, well-respected artists out there. And it's been an amazing collaboration between him and Dan, uh, who obviously runs one of the biggest staking yeah. pools, and he's a Cardano OG. And I just think the art is just of such a supreme quality that it's going to continue to sell. And I think really it's taken everyone by surprise. Because, you know, one of the things as well, why I think what's, what sort of helped is that, you know, Dan had previously launched a few other NFT projects which made, which was successful, but they didn't really get the same level of success as Zombie Chains. So, you know, when Zombie Chains actually started minting, you know, I expected them to, to, to mint very quickly, but it took really about eight hours, I think, before the full 10,000 were actually sold. And then all of a sudden people were like, wow, actually, you know, hold on a second. This is something that we should have really sort of been minting more. And it was funny, for the next two weeks, every single second comment on the chat was like, man, I'm, I've got so much regret. I knew I should have minted more zombie chains, mm. you know? Um, and all of a Best sudden... That's the you,
0: sentiment in our group chat as well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. And it's funny, no matter how much you have, you know, you're always going to wish you wanted more. And, and I think that's really the, the key thing. And I think one of the key things that they've done really well and why I think it's going to continue to succeed is because this point actually goes back to the first point on the art is that they didn't release a rarity table. And I think this is really crucial. And I think this might actually start to disrupt the model of how NFTs are released. Let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever bought an NFT whereby the first thing you actually do is you look at the rarity and not the art? Because I'm guilty of that myself.
0: Me too, 100%. You know, I've
1: done that before. I only search for the rarity rankings and look at the price. And I don't even look at the art. And I'm like, yeah. hold on a second here. This is actually the wrong way to be approaching this. And with zombie chains, by not releasing that rarity table, they allowed the community to organically, you know, determine what they felt uh, was actually, you know, had the more rare, rarer traits or what they felt actually they wanted to. And over time, that will shift. You know, you've seen it with Space Buds, right? Everyone initially wanted loads of gadgets. And all of a sudden, the clean completely clean buds are the ones mm. that are selling for really expensive prices, et cetera, or the ones without belts, et cetera.
0: But to just circle back to the rarity, yeah. actually, we can't. We made a, a a thread about this recently. And there we said that, of course, there are advantages of having no rarity rank. But as an economics graduate, for me, it feels like there's an information inefficiency in the market, as in like rarity gives yeah. so much information about the value of the asset And sometimes, yeah, uh, we are superficial in the sense that we only look at the rarity. But at the same time, without rarity, sometimes you will make uninformed decisions that might not benefit you. For example, you could sell a very rare one, but you didn't know about it. So you could have made more money if you're a flipper, or you could hold on to the more rare asset. And due to the flex culture of the NFT space, I think that gives more status to you in the long run
1: yes i I think i agree with you i think if you had to ask me would would i if i had to choose going forward do nfts have rarity rankings or not then i would certainly say yes and i agree with that because you know they are there ultimately to protect people as well like you said right you know but you know this is an econ this is a um you know, uh, a, a, a project you know, or, or, a, or a new type of model that they're testing out. And that's, you know, similar. they are going to be loads of projects that will be testing out this model. And I think so far it's worked really nicely. And maybe going forward, they, they will release a rarity table or, or something.
2: I was just going to say that, yeah, I think Zombie Chains, uh, just as a project, is, was very revolutionary almost. And besides the no rarity, it also had no clear uh, roadmap. So, you know, usually when you, when you want to mint a project, we've made a whole episode about the things that we look at and obviously roadmap and the art are very uh, major things, but here in Zombie Chains, uh, they don't really have a roadmap, but still obviously it's, it's a super successful project and it'll be, like you said, it'll be interesting to see if other projects kind of adopt the same uh, structure.
1: Exactly. And, and, you know, that's been really reflected in the floor price because you know, the floor price, you know, like, you know, the CNFT market's been struggling. We all know that. And a large yes. part of that is because I believe it's the frustration with the ADA share, the ADA price, right? Which has been stuck around, you know, 170 to two. You know, the whole crypto market's felt, you know, like it's been sort of range bound recently. It's not really- This is
0: actually a talking point of ours because I had this hypothesis that when the, uh, when the underlying currency is stronger, that's when the market is booming in the sense. But I also have this argument against it, because uh, when ADA is lower in value compared to fiat, for example, technically the assets are cheaper. So you could say that this is the time to buy, but we don't really see it. So what's your opinion on this? Do we have a a bull market when ADA is stronger or when it's uh, weaker?
1: i think when it's stronger categorically the reason for that is because it's the investor psychology and how a booming ada price makes you feel as an as a potential buyer of an art asset right you know when you're spending a lot of money i don't think first of all i've never looked when i buy uh, an nft i never really convert it into
0: fiat currency in my head we learn to do that as well because we're we're young adults at this point i mean not young adults but like we're in our 20s and sometimes if we convert it back to pr honestly it's scary yeah yeah. it definitely
2: raises your blood pressure I was yeah
1: a hundred percent it does it it, of course but you have to remember you know like you know and a lot of people say to me well why would you waste money on it on a on on an nft etc you know it's just wasted money but you have to remember you know, money is effectively just, you know, economic energy, and all it's being done is being transferred from one state to another, right? You know, it's not like it's worth zero, there is an inherent value in that. Uh, and that's the key thing that I always remind myself. And the key thing I always, you know, recommend for people looking to get into the, you know, to get into the projects, people ask them, like, they say, dude, I have a 1000 ADA, should I go in for, a rare one for a thousand on yummy or should i get five floors which are 200 i always say if you're a beginner or new sweep the floor you know because you're always going to know there's going to be liquidity at that pocket of the market and then that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable that you've spent you know two thousand dollars effectively on it but to go back to your original question when cryptocurrency is booming people feel happy. Dude, you feel for yourself when you flick open that Binance and you see all those green on the screen, you feel great. You feel alive, man. You're like, dude, I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate with my friends. I want to buy my girlfriend a nice dinner. You know, I'm going to treat myself to an NFT because I'm feeling good today.
2: A hundred percent. When Ada was $3,
1: yeah. Yeah, dude, exactly. No one, on the other way to compare it, no one ever says to yourself, when I open up the screen and everything's down 15%, no, the first thing I never say is, I never go, oh, Zombie chains are cheaper. I'm going to buy one. I'm like, shit, what's going on here? What's going on? Why is everything down, you know? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to find a reason. I never think to myself, right, I'm going to sit there and category go and look for a way to spend that money. And I think it's purely due to that, that investor or that, re- that that investor psychology, especially when you look at the demographics of a lot of people that are involved in crypto. They are younger people who do like to spend and they want to recycle you know, a lot of their profits into other forms of the currency, because why, as we all know, NFTs are stores of culture, you know, uh, and the stores of your success, you know, as an individual, you know, when you've made it, you know, and that's what we're all trying to do, you know, you want something to be able to show for that. That's why things like Bored Apes or Crypto Punks or hopefully Zombie Change, you know, when you buy a rare one, you say, you know, that to me is the symbol of my sweat and tears and the sacrifices and everything and i earned that and that's always going to be a part of me that shows you know the, the journey that i went to through i think a lot of people resonate with that and that's a lot of the feedback that i got so that's why i think the, the, the cnft market's been very very you know stuck recently uh, and actually that's why you know i think once cardano starts to have a big uptick that, uh, that you know, that hopefully, you know, the, the market will pick up. And actually, dude, I think this is a really, I wanted to highlight one thing. There was a zombie chain call on Sunday. So one of the biggest holders, basically, he goes, is, um, his name's Travis. Uh, he's one of the biggest, uh, and, you know, tweeters, he's one of the biggest holders of zombie chains. He hosts a call every Sunday where we get loads of people to come on and just discuss it. Uh, and interestingly, this weekend, he had two special guests. He had one. He had so I'm not sure if you've basically uh, you've seen in in zombie chains. There's been one mysterious massive whale buyer um, who's basically been buying. I mean, he must have spent about a hundred oh, thousand right. ADA in the last week alone. Wow. Yeah, and he basically came on and he introduced himself um, and he spoke a bit about it. He's a fifty. I think he's a, he's, he's he must be in his late forties, early fifties. He's the COO of a company. He's American. He lives in Japan, and he was just talking, He's been in the NFTs a little bit before, but he was just saying, you know, I've never seen art that's attracted me like this. And once I saw it, I was just addicted. I started buying them, blowing them up on big screens. I had a big preference for rainbows. You know, he was just buying them. He's just like, I just really feel an attachment to these zombies. And I, I couldn't actually bring myself to sell one. And the so I thought that was really interesting that he was feeling that same level of psychology as well. Um, and the second one was that we had CG, uh, CJ, CJ um, who's one of the biggest uh, holders of like Space Buds. He's one of the biggest holders, I think, of Claymates. He's a proper NFT whale. And he's now the biggest holder of zombie chains. Uh, he is actually the guy that bought the most expensive zombie chain, which was 36,000 mm. ADA, which that. was the Visor down, astronaut, yeah, on the moon. And he came down and he gave some really, really great insight about why he's been buying zombie chains. Very similar feedback to what I've been saying in terms of the quality of the art, the community. He likes the team in terms of Dan. He likes the fact that there's no roadmap, but he feels comfortable that stuff is coming that's going to keep the community engaged. He's been very you know, um, supportive about how the floor price has been relatively stable, about the volume that's been doing, and just giving some insight around why he's been so interested in zombie Chain. So when you see guys of that whale stature coming in, and talking about it so openly and buying it, you've got to follow that smart money. And, and I think that for me was a really big takeaway from the call that we did uh, on Sunday together. You know, and, and, and if you actually look, I'm not sure, I track the top wallets every day. The top 15 wallets have all been pretty much adding. They've all been buying incrementally more uh, more zombie chains. I think they're well over like the top 15 hold now, over 17.17% of the entire supply. The one thing that I do want to see is I want to see the total wallet holders going up, right? Now, they've got 2,400 wallet holders roughly. I know people will push back and say, oh, well, you know, BaseBuds has similar amounts, whatever. But I'd certainly like to see that number getting up to, you know, 3,000, you know, potentially a little bit more. Because otherwise, all that's happening is just that it's the same people effectively recycling zombies you know uh within the same community you know we want to see new entrants coming in and the key for me to do that is that we want to see more uh twitter or me social media presence
0: yeah for sure i think these projects are looking very promising and uh, the insights that you shared with us also help us believe more in the project so not a financial advice but if any of you are listening these are projects to do more research on and possibly invest in. Thank you very much, Corey and Boy, for coming onto our podcast and sharing your wonderful insights with us. We're gonna link both the zombie chains and the yummy threads below in the description and also in the Twitter thread.:
1: No, I just want to say thank you very much once again for being invited um, you know, and to talk about two projects I really love. If I was going to bring people's attention to one project that's particularly close to my heart, Um, It's a project called Stamps of Cardano.io. And full disclosure, this project's actually being run by my brother, uh, who's a captain in the British Army, Uh but we've always had a big um, love and interest for stamps because our grandfather's been a huge stamp collector over the years and really instilled it in us. And basically he wants to try to bring the joys and excitement of philately, which is, you know, the fancy way of saying stamp collecting in Mm -hmm. English. To the Cardano blockchain, so there's some amazing, high quality art around Ada Lovelace and different oddities and rarities and freaks, as they're called within stamp collecting. Um, and the mint's going to be this Saturday. They're only ten Ada for one, uh, and there's one thousand five hundred of them. I think the art is of a supremely, like I said, you know, very very eloquent with some amazing colors that were taken from some of the original British stamps, like Prussian blues, etc so check it out it's stampsofcardana.io and like i said full disclosure it's my brother but if you know if if people like it hopefully it does well and he's got a a second season lined up
0: yeah so please check out this project and of course we're going to leave the website and the twitter in the description below thank you very much for coming on to the podcast thank you gentlemen it's been a pleasure Mm
2: yeah so that was it for today guys thank you very much for tuning in to cnft dive as always please let us know what you thought of the episode in the twitter thread or if there is anything else you would like us to discuss in future episodes uh we're interested in doing more interviews so if you want to join our podcast send us a dm on twitter our twitter handle is cnft underscore dive please rate us and share or do whatever you want to our podcast and we'll see you next time